All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Can you see it? Did you notice? Checked, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments notice. It only Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. Use promo code Hockey Season capital H capital S all one word Hockey Season at Zephyr Epic Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic dot com. Check them out on all platforms. Go get yourself some 
Series 2. We're looking for that Nils Hoglander young gun. We're going to be getting our hands on some soon. We're very excited. My name is David Quadrelli. I am joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Chris, how's it going, my friend? Yeah, not only uh, do we like to plug Zephyr Epic, but I'm pretty sure Upper Deck's going to have to start paying us for the amount of hype that we're giving to that Nils Hoglander young gun card on this show, but... Uh, speaking of that, Zephyr Epic is doing a case break, a huge one. I believe it's their 100th. So these ones that they do on Twitch where you buy a spot for $60 to get in, they're actually opening up Series 2 boxes. So if you're lucky enough to get the Canucks, you might actually get your hands on that Niels Hoglander card. Oh, man. That's that's something people are going to be looking for. People of this show, people of other shows, people want that Niels Hoglander young gun. I'd say I'd say it's probably the, the young gun that you want to get right now. Like in Series 1... It was Lafreniere, and we have that. Like, we pulled that from the Zephyr Epic box. I think that's the one people are going to want. I don't know. Maybe there's one I'm completely forgetting, but I think that's the one you want in Series 2, is it not? Uh, Yeah, I believe it is. I mean, obviously there's going to be... Yeah, Lafreniere was the big one in the first one. Huglander's going to be the same. I was really hoping that we were going to see you know, potentially the the picture of him with, like, the bloody face, but I think they already made the cards much before then, so uh, that's too bad. Yeah, some of the, the young guns in Series 2, uh, Kaprizov's going to be in there, uh, mm, Romanov's the going to be in there, Huglander's going to be in there, and he doesn't have the umlau uh, in his name on the card. Wow. Just uh, for people that, that seems to piss a lot of people off. And Tim Stutzel's going to be in the Series 2 as well. There's a lot of good ones, man. Um, the checklist is a Tim Stutzel, Dylan Cousins card which is awesome. Uh, Dylan mm. Cousins obviously has one in there as well. But yeah, I think those are the big ones. I'm going to go with Huglander, Kaprizov, and um, I guess Cousins, and yeah, whoever I mentioned there before. Who did I just miss? Stutzel as well. So did you did you do this at the start of the year? I know we're not going to get into the betting segment too much, but at the start of the year, I put $25 down on Stutzel winning the Calder. I also put 25 down on Kaprizov winning the Calder. So I feel like I'm looking pretty good. Because Kaprizov seems to be running away with this. I have $5 on Travis Green winning the Jack Adams and $5 <laughs> on Braden Holby winning the Vesna. So I don't really want to talk about it. But I can tell you who didn't tell me to pick that. Our friends at Odd Shark, who are the people that is sponsor, that sponsor our betting segment. And they have a lot of good betting trends. And uh, yeah, they did not advise me to pick Braden Holby and Jack Adams to win major awards. But I did it anyway, Chris. So I, I don't think I'm winning either of those bets. <laughs> Well, betting is not about making money. It's about having fun, right? It's like playing a sport when you're under 12 years old. It's just about having fun. Uh, and I do want to mention another Series 2 Young Guns. I got the checklist in front of me now. Uh, Jalen Chatfield as well. Jalen Chatfield, the Young mm. Gun. And I don't know if that's going to get the same hype <laughs> as the other Vancouver Canuck rookie in this Young Gun set. But uh, for those out there that love Chatfield, you know there is going to be a Young Guns of him for you out there. Fantastic. Chris, let's get into some actual Canucks talk. Monday night, the Canucks play, they play a pretty okay game, actually. The score reflects that it was 4 nothing. I don't think the score was very accurate with how the team actually played. Again, I think, you know, that, that first goal was one Thatcher Demko definitely wanted to have back. I'll give you that one. That second one, no chance. The fourth one, where he's halfway to the bench, it's just, you can't get set for a shot like that. And that was really apparent with Demko's preparation for that shot and I think it sucks that that's gonna go against his save percentage for him for sure but uh yeah like let, let's talk a bit about the game because I think the big thing is injuries <laughs> yeah you're supposed to say a sentence and then just say injuries at the end of it I think like it was a tough game on on Monday night injuries 
that's that's what you, that's the way I think you got to say. It. And you were in the arena for the game quad, so I know that um, the the big news that dropped this morning, literally about you know half an hour from when we're recording right now, was that Bo Horvat is actually only going to be day to day. Said by Travis Green, I think that was the biggest moment in the game was watching him go down, not being able to put any weight on his foot. Travis said that he went under for the uh, the CT scan. Is that what? It, no, that's that's for brains, right? Whatever the scan is to check broken bones. This isn't this isn't going well for me here. Uh, whatever that is, the X X rays. I don't even know. Whatever they do to check, I believe it's an X ray, but there's like a machine to do it for the full body. Anyways, he's day to day according to Travis Green from that, which is very good news. I think from all of us that saw the injury happen, and you were in the arena and said that he was pretty loud when he was leaving the ice as well. Yeah, so this is what happened. So he went down, people saw that, and then he went down the tunnel, and as he was going down the tunnel to the Canucks dressing room, he wasn't with a trainer, he was by himself just hobbling over, and then he just fell, and you just heard a really loud F-bomb that would make JT Miller smile. Like, it was, you know, I, I try not to swear on my Twitter, just like you two, um, anymore, I used to all the time, but I don't now, and I didn't even I didn't even say that it was an F-bomb. I, I just said it was a loud, pain-filled yelp, because, who knows, like, I wasn't, honestly... The play was happening, and I was looking at Bo Horvat. So maybe JT Miller was on the ice, and it was him that had said an F-bomb. I just, I saw Horvat fall because I had my eye on him, and then I heard a really loud F-bomb, and I just assumed, I attributed that to Horvat. But who knows, maybe JT Miller was on the ice, and something happened that I missed. But I, I linked that because as soon as he fell, there was a really loud F-bomb that echoed throughout the arena that you could hear. And that was tough to see, for sure, uh, for Bo to go down like that. But I think... For Travis to not come out and say he's going to be away for some time or we're going to wait and see what the x-rays say, for him to say day-to-day, like, that that's a good sign. Like, that insinuates that they're going to wait on the scan. I'm assuming it's going to be, like, some sort of fracture or something. It kind of makes me think that it's not a broken bone because you wouldn't say day-to-day if you had a broken bone. The thing is, there's so many small bones in your feet that maybe something is broken and they just don't know it yet. And maybe he's walking today and he's fine, but the scan's going to show that he's a broken bone. Like, who knows, right? That's why we wait for the scan for things like this. But I think I think losing Horvat for this team is a tough blow, for sure, for any period of time. Like, man, you look at what they're going to have going into next game for center depth, right? Like, JT Miller, who is the third line center on this team with Pedersen healthy, right? Going into next game, Wednesday night's tilt against Winnipeg, they're going to have JT Miller, Adam Gaudet as the second line center, Tyler Grayevac, and I'm completely blanking on who the fourth person is going to uh, be. It'll be McEwen? Uh, Mark Michaelis, probably. Mark Michaelis. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so a, a guy who what you know looked okay when he played, but also didn't look like he's ready to hold down regular minutes, right? Like, the guy's going to be thrust into a center position. He was playing the wing before, like... This is not good, and the Canucks are in quite a spot right now. Like, again, Travis Boyd isn't going to be joining the team till after their break, right, which is coming up, and that's a tough blow for the team. And on the topic of Travis Boyd, can we just talk about how Francesco Aquilini is the only... He must, he has to be. Like, I, I threw this out there last night when I was at the game. I was talking to Drance and Harmon and uh, J-Pat, and I was just saying, like, Francesco has to be the first owner in pro sports to tweet about a waiver wire pickup, right? And then I thought even further, and I was like, if that's not true, he has to be the first one to tweet about two in the same week, right? <laughs> like, two! Two waiver wire pickups in the same week! He's like, so happy to have this guy, so happy to add him to my team. Like, here's the thing, Chris, if you're that excited about 
waiver wire pickups. Players who are quite literally said by other teams to not be helpful enough, not helpful for a competitive team, and you're excited and actually, you should be, you should be excited. Like, people are rightfully excited that Jimmy Vc and Travis Boyd are going to this team's bottom six. Absolutely. But if you're the owner of the team and you're that excited about it, like, you, you've got to look at who signed the contracts that are in your bottom six right now and why you're so excited about these guys making league minimum deals and how this is moving the needle. Like, that's not a sign of a good team, Chris. And I think... That just made me, that that just kind of made me think a little more, like, wow, like, you're tweeting about this, two waiver wire pickups, in the same week, has to be the first owner in pro sports, has to be. Yeah, I think so, I could just imagine, like, what the tweet would be if the Canucks ever put in, like, uh, an offer sheet for an RFA, like, and got a player that way, because, like, he, (laughs) you mentioned it, yeah, you don't see a lot of tweets about waiver wire pickups, and let alone two in one week, that's gotta be a first, uh, in pro sports, for sure, that an owner is tweeting about it, for sure, but, like, yeah, I think you brought up a good point there where it's like, you know, Canucks fans are excited. It's not just Aquilini that's excited about it either. Like, Canucks fans are excited yep. for VC. Canucks fans are excited to a lesser degree for Boyd. Like, I think that there's some real upside to VC's game, obviously, from the past that he's shown. There's definitely something that Boyd can bring to this team right now. I'm just not as excited for him as I was for VC. But, you know, let's see what he can do in the lineup anyway, see how much of an impact he makes. But it comes back to what you said there about the bottom six making so much money. And having these guys like Jimmy Vc has come in and fit right into this team. He's actually not even playing in the bottom six. Like he's playing in a top six role on that line with JT Miller and Jake Vertanen. We're seeing Jake Vertanen play some of the best hockey of his season so far right now with that line. So to think that when some depth comes back, and I'm talking about depth in the top six, you know, when Horvat returns, when Pedersen returns, even if Pearson returns down the road, like where does that put Vc and how much of an impact is he making if he's playing in a different role? where he's not playing something, you know, what What are the numbers that he's playing right now, looking at the minutes, like Jimmy Vesey's been, sorry, I got to find how many how many minutes he's been playing this season, uh, but like coming into it, I believe he's over 18 minutes per game, which is really impressive for a guy who, you know, was only playing, I think, a maximum of 15 minutes in Toronto, and most nights was sitting around 11 minutes, so it, it's been a great opportunity for VC, and I think he's definitely seized it so far. Uh, I've really liked him in the three games that we've seen him in so far so far this season and like somebody asked that in the mailbag this week they asked like is it too early to start thinking about re-signing Jimmy VC?" and it totally is like it definitely is but if the money's at the right spot like he's a great addition to your bottom six I think on a lot of NHL teams and specifically the Vancouver Canucks who have not really gone that direction of getting a guy with with scoring potential who also plays sound defensively because this is something that and you know this I've been trying to ask Travis Green a question you got one the other night and maybe we can talk about that in a second but I've been wanting to ask him oh. about the defensive game of Jimmy Vc because man I'm just I'm really impressed on like, it feels like he's got a real long stick in the defensive zone. He seems to break up a lot of passes, break up a lot of cycles. I just like his game defensively that it makes a lot of sense for me to see him more in the bottom six for this team moving forward. And at that note, like, if the money's right, like, if he's signing somewhere between nine hundred and $1.3 million, I'm all for seeing that next season on the Canucks lineup and seeing that number pop up on Cap Friendly when I look at players that are playing for the Canucks in the bottom six. Do you want to hear my bold take, Chris? Give it to me, man. If the Canucks started the season with Jimmy Vc and Travis Boyd in their bottom six, again, that's insinuating that you have a first line of Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser, and, you know, JT Miller, maybe you want to move JT Miller to the top nine, whatever. 
What I'm saying, if you start this, if the Canucks started the season with Jimmy VC and Travis Boyd, two guys, Boyd's making seven hundred thousand dollars, Chris, and nine hundred thousand for VC. If the Canucks started the season with those guys in their bottom six, they're in a playoff spot right now. That's my hot take, and I'm standing by it. Now, Damn. someone's gonna tweet me. Someone's gonna tweet me after saying that and say, "Well, they wanted to sign in Toronto. They wanted a chance at winning." I get that. I completely get that. But. The Canucks should be in a position to have that same leverage where they're saying, this is a chance to win. Look at what we did in the bubble last yeah, year. Yeah, absolutely. The Canucks should be in that spot. But they're not. They're not there yet. And they have to get there. And the way you do it is by smart moves like the ones we saw last week. Like, picking up VC and Boyd are smart moves. They're low risk with high upside. That's what you want to do in management. You want to go for players like that. And another thing, Chris. I saw someone last night... And it, it was interesting because people are talking about Andrew Kopp is having a great year and Adam Lowry. And Adam Lowry, I got to look this up and make sure I'm not getting the two confused, but Adam Lowry is a solid pickup. If the Canucks were able to have Adam Lowry, that's fantastic, right? Like, he's he's a good player. Yeah, hell of a Full player. stop, okay? Hell of a player. And he, he could be a really good third-line center. The issue is that, you know, right now he's making $2.9 million. Okay, that's his cap hit. Okay, he's a UFA after this year. You do not want to give out more money to bottom six players, especially tall ones. He's six foot five, so you know they're gonna overpay. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like people are like, oh, I wouldn't mind them targeting Adam Lowry in free agency, and it's just like, no, you don't keep targeting bottom six players. Like I get he's twenty seven, but man, are we saying the same thing about Adam Lowry if he's making four point five million in an off season where you have to pay Pedersen, Hughes, and Demko, and you have the option of adding a guy like VC or Boyd again, like these cheap guys that have upside that you can add to your bottom six? Like I don't think they're they're in a position to be handing out big UFA contracts again. I don't think going to free agency is going to be the place to do it. Somebody else is going to overpay for Adam Lowry this offseason, and the Canucks should not be that team. Right, because some team is going to see the production from him on the third line and be like, you know what? He's not just a third-line center. He's a middle six guy. And I think that's the difference that the Canucks have been going out is that, like, Adam Lowry, like, giving him a decent little bump up from $2.9 million wouldn't be the worst thing. 4.5, I agree with you. That's a little bit steep, but, like, looking at what the Canucks have done is they've been giving guys that are proven fourth line players in the NHL, giving them term and $3 million per year, right? That's the big problem. You're not giving like even Jace Howerluck, who hasn't been that impressive in his game so far in his 11 games, like he's averaging under 10 minutes per game. He's only got the, the one goal I believe on the year. Yeah. One goal on the year. And just, like, that's fine because he's been able to come in and make a difference in certain games. And I think that making the yep. amount of money that he's making, you need to get a lot more players like that and a lot less players like Jay Beagle and Antoine Roussel who, yeah, they're veterans and they've been around the league, but they're also playing fourth lines. Like, they're playing on your fourth line and they're making the amount of money. We don't need to go over it. We talk about it all the time, like how much money the Canucks fourth line is making. And moving forward, that just can't be something that continues. And I'm worried because... That seems to be something that Jim Benning is completely fine with doing, is giving bottom six players lots of money. And that's just, it's not going to work, right? It's not going to work with when you're coming up to this point where your young players are about to get paid, like you said. They're about to get paid very well. Pedersen, Hughes, Demko, all of them next season are going to be making a large amount more money than they're on the cap for right now. And if that's going to be the the norm instead of the the outlier moving forward, because they're not going to be able to go back on ELCs, unfortunately, they're going to start making real money for what they deserve. And you can't really take a step back and continue to spend money on the bottom six when you have to pay these guys, because really, like, what's the lineup going to look like? Like, literally, I, it, I guess the only positive is like, 
Jim Benning literally can't go out and sign these guys in the bottom six or fourth line players for over $3 million because there is a salary cap and you're paying, you're forced to pay Pedersen and Hughes and Demko big money. So it's like he's not even going to be able to do it, which is a good thing, but it's too bad that we've gotten to the point where it's forced into his hand now instead of him making that decision. Yeah, and the thing with Lowry and like targeting Lowry is, you know, like when I see going after bottom six players, like obviously the insinuation there is Beagle, Sutter, these guys, right? And they thought Sutter was going to be a top six to be fair. But anyway... He's 27 years old. Like, the deal has a chance of being a bad one. But, again, like, I threw it 4.5 because I'm just looking and seeing the point production and seeing that some team's probably going to over... Like, I'd say some team signs him for between 4 and 4.5. But if you can get Lowry at, like, 3, 3.5, like, you take that. I just don't think the Canucks or any other team, for that matter, is going to be able to. I think there's just going to be a team offering more. So, that's kind of the way I'm looking at that situation. Like, yeah, he's a great player, but, again, like, I... I just don't see him as a viable option for the Canucks to target this coming year. And I think kind of, you know, they want a third line center. And I just think JT Miller's looked so involved as a center. And I think, you know, he's talked about how he plays better when he's at more limited minutes. Travis said the same sort of thing. He can play penalty kill. He can play power play. He drives play. He can play responsible defense when he cares. And, if you have him in the third line position, that's someone you can kind of build around. And again, if you're able to pick up a guy like Jimmy Vesey, who right now is looking fine on Miller's wing, I know it's a small sample size, but if you're able to construct a bottom six that features a third line featuring VC Miller and hell Boyd, whoever, it doesn't really matter. Put someone else on the wing. Got it. Doesn't matter. If you're able to construct a top nine that actually has that, and then you have a legitimate top six with Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser, Bo Horvat, and fill in the rest there, that's going to be the job this offseason is filling in and making a solid top nine. Because, you know, I was saying on the show the other week when we were talking is you cannot construct a top nine right now because it has to have Brandon Sutter in it. And that's just not a top nine for this team. Like, that is not an NHL quality top nine. So... That was kind of how I was looking at that situation. But now you add a guy like VC and Boyd, and I want to plug something right now. Uh, we're going to talk about Canucks Army later. But anyway, Stefan Rogay of Canucks Army wrote an article about how Travis Boyd's numbers and his underlying data suggest that he's going to be even better in Vancouver than he was in Toronto. And you, I'm sure you saw this, Chris, but a lot of guys who focus a lot on analytics in Toronto were pretty upset that Boyd got picked up. Like they were they were saying this is a good player. Like they are getting a legitimately good player. And I'm excited to see what he can do. I think he's gonna be I think he's a good pickup for this Canucks team, just like Jimmy Vesey was. But again, when you look at Boyd's underlying data, it does suggest that he's gonna be even better than he was in Toronto. So I think fans should be looking forward to it. Yeah, I think so too. I think that, like it, like we said, it, it's way too early to start talking about re-signing VC. But man, like he really fits what you would like to see the Canucks add to their bottom six, right? Like, and the able the the ability for them to pick him up on waiver wire was great. But it is it's it's an interesting spot. Like coming in, even if they were let's say they were making the same amount of money on a three year deal, let's say that VC was making two million dollars, or yeah, let's say two million dollars on a three year deal. Let's say Tanner Pearson is making $2 million on a three-year deal. Would you not lean towards giving Jimmy Vc that chance with this team? Yeah, I would. I think you're right. Just 
Yeah, I, I think you do. I think you, you have to lean in that direction. And it, again, you have to see what VC does. Like, maybe it's just not a fit in Vancouver. Who knows, right? Like, mm. hasn't scored a goal yet. I think he's looked great, but again, you you've got to see more of a sample size before make. Like, I don't want to I don't want to marry myself to that claim right now. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see more, and you need to get a larger sample size uh, before you make a claim like that. I think. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely something that they'll have to look into into the future for sure. But uh, I mean, there's a lot of other things we can talk about specifically. Like, I know that the big thing is going to be injuries. The Canucks are missing their four centers that were there for opening night. Like, that's just a huge loss to this team. It's going to be really interesting to see them match up on the Wednesday game because uh, I asked Tyler Myers about it today. Like, you know, every game's so important to these teams, and I told him that. But I felt like the six day break that they're about to have coming up here might be like one of the more important things. One of the things that's actually more important than games right because man like this team could could really use six days off and i think that this six day break that we're about to see after the wednesday game like it couldn't come at a better time for the canucks well yeah you're absolutely right period injuries can we just talk about that tweet for a second i think we need yeah, to we can. a little more because look we talked about the waiver wire pickups but what did he mean what was the context there when he said injuries like was was it like angry was he like ah darn those injuries or was he like we can improve our team thank you injuries like what what was the context there because okay for those that don't know i have to read it out loud i'm gonna go pull it up i'm gonna read it word for word the francesco aquilini tweet that we're talking about so i got Canucks it right here francesco aquilini. okay I, I i already have it up it's okay, okay. it's okay so canuck's owner francesco aquilini sends out this tweet after they claim travis boyd okay Happy that Travis Boyd became available to bolster our group, period. Injuries, exclamation point. Okay, so what's the context there, Chris? Like, can you break this down? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like some tweets are sent out by Aquilini's staff or his whoever helps him run his Twitter. And then some are just sent out by, by him just, you know, putting it out there. Because the last one about Jimmy VC, you know, it, it seems a lot better. Great to have VC on board. Welcome to Canucks. You know, that's fine. That's a completely fine tweet, I guess, from an owner. It still feels weird doing it in a waiver wire situation. But, yeah, the I just feel like it's just like maybe he had like a, a draft that just said injuries, exclamation point, because that would have been a hilarious tweet. Or even like if Aquilini were to follow this up, like, low, like, man, knock on wood, but like say another really, like another top six player on the Canucks goes down. If he just tweeted out like injuries, exclamation point, that might be one of Aquilini's best tweets. And he's had some <laughs> fire ones all year. Like, I'm just on his page right now and I see the media. The picture of him taking the selfie with Ryan Beach in the background. That might be his best tweet of all time. That's still my phone wallpaper. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, I believe so, yeah. Oh man, I okay, that's, that's enough Francesco talk, I think. But uh, I think we, okay, one thing that we do need to talk about, Chris, and... People are going to hear it on this episode. You were supposed to talk with me, but you were on the Zoom call with Travis, so we had to uh, had to do it. I had to do it alone, but it was fine. Our boss, Jay Downton, the CEO of Nation Network, and I think people already know this, but we are affiliated with Nation Network. Like our podcast uh, is affiliated with them, so they own Canucks Army, they own Oilers Nation, Daily Faceoff, Hockey Fights, Puckpedia. Or I th- they're affiliated with Puckpedia. Sorry. Um, they they're they're with all these sites and basically they just got a really nice um really nice investment from this 
Edmonton Investment Group, and I've kind of been talking to them, to Jay, for a while now about kind of what it means for everybody because, like, at first I was kind of like, oh, well, this is great. All the people up top are going to get more money and we're just going to chill at Canucks Army, you and me, working part-time while we uh, while we do school. But, uh, no, I, I, was, I, I found out that basically what this means is there's going to be a lot of career opportunities that come from it, and that's really exciting, I think, for you and me especially because we're just, well, like, we're wrapping up school here and just kind of starting to look forward to what's ahead for us. And that's kind of what's happening with nation network is they're expanding daily face off. Um, it's going to become this huge site and it's going to have a ton of content and I'm going to be a pretty big part of it. I, I, I can't say too, too much right now. Like Chris, you already know what's going on, but I'm not saying too, too much right now. I'm just waiting. Uh, there'll, there'll be more in the coming days, but I, we are announcing that there is this, this big uh, big push for Nation Network right now, and it's pretty exciting times for all of us there right now, uh, Chris and myself included, because we're going to be getting some serious opportunities for young journalists in Canada and in an industry where we see so many people being laid off all the time. It's really nice to see a company. I can't remember the investment company. I'm so sorry. can't remember their name, but it's nice to see them kind of put their cap or put their hat in the ring with a site like Nation Network and a company like Nation Network that's building... Uh, all these sites and wants to expand and let young journalists have career opportunities. Cause kind of, you know, like basically Canucks army just became the athletic, right? Like Harmon and trance were both at Canucks army. Why? Like all these people, like everybody's made stops at Canucks army, but Canucks army is like a stepping stone for the what's next. Right. And right. for nation network to kind of be able to keep people now is pretty exciting because, you know, like, I'll be honest, I was probably one of those people that was going to be stepping onto something new uh, in the next few years. But Right now, it's it's looking like I'll be there for a while, and I'm I'm pretty excited about it, Chris, and I know you are too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I call him Downtown Jay. That's our that's our big boss. You're my little boss. He's the real boss, so I, I only <laughs> really answer to him. I don't have to answer to you much. But yeah, super excited <laughs> to to see what happens here. And uh, you know, I know I know they got some exciting names coming to the network, and we'll see that uh, announced in the future here. But a lot of fun stuff coming up, and I'm just excited that there's going to be some investments into you know sports journalism because, like you said, it's a dying. <laughs> unfortunately, like it's not dying with the connection and the amount of people that connect with it and talk. about about it and you know discuss articles and tweets and everything that comes out for the media the unfortunate thing that's that's going away is the jobs like the the passion is not going away anywhere so it's great to see somebody invest in that specifically in canada to invest in hockey uh if i was in a similar boat i know that there's a ton of crazy hockey fans throughout this country throughout the world really so to see someone put their money where their mouth is and and go for it i'm super excited to be a part of it and see what comes from the future here uh but to take it back a little bit uh, because I know we're going to continue this conversation later with Downtown Jay. Uh, but I, I just wanted to get uh, you to break down the Travis Green question yep. that you asked yesterday. Where you basically got one worded or, you know, one word and a bunch of pointless words. So, yeah, why don't hey. you break it down how the situation went? Because I wanted to help you, but I might yeah, have hurt you, you in the end. <laughs> you made it worse. Okay, so here, here's how this went, everybody. I'm sitting in the Flow Lounge at Rogers Arena editing Chris's postgame report. The Zoom call's happening, Chris is on the call, as am I. I'm listening, and I, I like to listen, add some necessary quotes while I'm editing the postgame report. Chris is texting me, he's like, yo, ask a question to Travis. And I was like, no, I have a question, I, I'm doing a story about VC on the penalty kill right now. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'm going to ask him at morning skate tomorrow, or practice. I was going to ask him at practice and have the story. And I was like, I'll get a good quote from it, it'll be perfect. And Chris like, no, ask now, ask now. I'm like, no, like, I don't, he, he they just lost 4 nothing. 
probably doesn't want to talk about it. I'll ask him in the in the morning. And then he gave an answer and he, he seemed pretty okay. And he was, you know, he seemed like he was in a decent mood. So it's like, okay, whatever. He like, you know, Travis has always been fair, always, always. And, you know, I'm not trying to say he wasn't fair here. He, he was fine here too. Um, I, I definitely fumbled the question a little bit, but I, I was saying to Chris, I'm like, I don't want to ask a question right now. I'll ask in morning skate. It'll be easier. I'll have more time to think about my question. So Chris like, no, ask questions. So I'm like, whatever, I'll do it. So I put my hand up. I asked my question and my question wasn't that clear, I guess, but I was just like, what I wanted to get at is like, what makes VC an attractive option for the penalty kill? And basically Travis just said, you know, it was a fair answer. I'm not like saying, oh, Travis, give me a better quote. Like this, this is a fair answer. He basically just said, you know, it's a small sample size and we don't have any penalty killers right now. And I was like, well, I guess that's actually true. Like that's exactly what's happening. But uh, yeah, Chris was immediately texting me and say, whoops. And I was like, Uh, I was pissed in the moment, but then I listened back and definitely heard that I could have asked that question a lot better. Well, that's what I, that's what I was trying to tell you. I was like, I, cause I've been trying to ask this question for you to get the quote. I tried the other day, uh, didn't get to an opportunity to ask a question because it's too bad. Cause like we got today, we got VC Myers and coach green VC gets a, you know, a handful of questions and not a ton of questions, right? He got like four or five different reporters that had their arm raised. Uh, same thing with Tyler Myers. I think there was only like four different reporters that asked questions. I was one of them. So then going into Travis Green, I'm like, oh, nice. Like maybe a lot of the reporters just didn't make it in here. Like I haven't heard PJ say anything. I haven't heard Drancer say anything. Uh, I think that iMac asked like one question. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, you know, and uh, Bulis wasn't there. So, so it was nice. Like it was going to be wide open. And I was like, perfect. I'll be able to ask this question and Travis Green and make up for it because I sort of pushed quads off the edge last night and he wasn't ready for it. Didn't ask a good question. That's on you. But 50% of it's on me, I'll say. <laughs> but like then I don't end up getting the question for the second morning skate in a row. So I'm going to have to try again tomorrow. And I will try again tomorrow because I want to get a quote because you're trying to write a story about, you know, how VC can help on the penalty kill. And what does Travis Green give you for a quote? It's like, well, we don't have anyone else that can do it. So it's like, it's literally like the worst quote possible. For the article that you're trying to write. And don't get me wrong, like, Travis, like you said it, Travis is just telling the truth. Like, literally, the Canucks don't really have a lot of other options for guys that, you know, a lot of these guys that would be potentially options just haven't killed penalties. VC has actually killed penalties. And for Travis to say that there's no one else that can do it, like, that would make your article, that would be the worst quote possible for your article. Like, it would have been better for him to just say, like, a one word and be like, yeah, he's going to kill penalties for us. Like, that's all, that would have been a better quote for you. Yeah, I, I think I think I should just roll with it, and I'll I'll do the title. The title will be "We Don't Have Anyone Else <laughs> Inside the Canucks' Decision to Put Jimmy Vc on the Penalty Kill," and that'll be my entire article. Just oh man, yeah, no, again, like it, it was. This isn't to rag on Travis at all. Like that was that was that was a very fair answer, and it is a small sample size. And yes, you can tell the Canucks are definitely short <laughs> on penalty killers. But Chris, I think well, we'll cut let the me break now. let me add to this because there was something okay. that actually came, I think, from his quote of him answering to you. And this is like one of the situations where it's like, I don't know, I do this sometimes in Zoom calls when you like, you hear a sentence, like it's just part of a quote and you don't want to like misquote the guy, but in Travis Green's answer to you, I believe the quote that like, and I just wanted to put this out because it's funny, but like you don't want to misrepresent the quote. Like the thing they said is we don't have a lot of killers right now. And I was like, oh man, that would like, if you just put out that quote, just like that, like it would be like, 
it would be, you know, it wouldn't be exactly what the quote was coming out. It'd be taken way out of context. But, like, just little sentences like that, I don't know. I just, I've started to notice those a lot more now being on the Zoom calls and hearing them speak all the time. It's just, like, a little five-word sentence that you could tweet out and they would be used, like, completely out of context. But if you sent out a tweet that was like, we don't have a lot of killers right now, Travis Green. It would be, like, it's just, like, a funny quote that, that taken out of context sounds kind of funny. I've noticed a lot of them lately. We could just become the Infowars of, uh, of Canucks media. We'll just, we'll just put out a bunch of misinformation, just take little little quotes and be like, well, technically he said this. And yeah, well, that, <laughs> that'll be our new shtick. We'll just become the uh, Infowars. We'll put our tinfoil hats on. Conspiracy Canuck. I've, yeah, that's, that'll be it. Conspiracy Canuck. Okay, let's cut to break, Chris. This is a train wreck. Um, on the other side, we will hear from our boss, Downtown Jay. I really like that name. His name's actually Jay Downton. He's like... A really nice guy and i'm not just saying that because he's our boss like he's actually a really nice guy we're and the thing is actually chris we're not cutting a break the thing is like okay. i'm not gonna name names but like i've worked for some really crappy people in this industry and in, like i've only been here for two years but man like i don't know about you chris like you've only worked for me so i guess you can say you've worked for a crappy person <laughs> but uh well yeah i know you'll say ones. that i know you'll <laughs> say that but like, I'm being serious. Like, I've worked for people who are, like, borderline, like, mean. And I'm just like, wow. Like, I'm, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate that we have bosses right now who don't, uh, don't take advantage of us and don't, uh, you know, aren't just mean-spirited people. But anyway, well, that, no, that's I, all I wanted to say. I haven't had any bad bosses, I think, in this industry. But there's been ones where, they're, like, they haven't helped a lot. You know, like, they haven't, haven't kind of given you the option to grow. And that's the kind of exciting Damn Ryan thing about... Beach. Yeah, well, that's, that's man, you did, I didn't want to say any names, but, yeah, the only thing Ryan Beach ever did in my articles was add four commas and then post it. I'd look and there'd be spelling mistakes on myself because I'd finish at three in the morning, and, and I know you, you do a lot better job editing. Jackson was a great editor as well. I don't know Jackson how Ryan, great. I don't know how Ryan did, was as an editor. Well, I do know. <laughs> it's, it, it, I don't think he was going to get hired. Let's just say this. He wasn't going to get hired by the Canucks to be an editor. I'll leave it at that. He was good at doing video work uh, and doing a lot of prospects coverage, and, and that was oh. definitely... Definitely his strength. Oh, man. Okay. Fantastic. That's, that's all we need to hear. Your bad boss has been Ryan Peach. That's where we're at right now. Anyways, let's cut to break. We'll hear from Jay on the other side of these ads from our sponsors. And then on the other side of the Jay conversation, Chris and I will break down a few more things. You'll have Chris's prospect report. Keep it locked. Keep it loaded on Canucks Conversation. Zephyr Epic is Canada's source for trading card games and sports cards. They ship free anywhere in Canada on orders over $50, and you can use promo code Hockey Season with a capital H and a capital S, all one word, Hockey Season, to get $5 off your order exclusively for Canucks Conversation podcast listeners. Be sure to join them live on Twitch for epic case break openings. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Zephyr Epic, Z-E. P-H-Y-R, epic on all platforms. Do you ever have a long work day where you just forget to hit the liquor store on the way home and then you got no beer for your game? Well, problem solved, folks. Same day delivery now from the folks at Parallel 49 Beer. That's right, the P49 crew is here and available on Uber Eats. All that brew directly to you with Uber Eats and Parallel 49's online store. Shop.Parallel49Brewing.com or check out more information on their Twitter and Instagram pages at Parallel49Beer. Alright, short and sweet one here for our friends at Mike's Hard Lemonade. The Blue Freeze. If you haven't tried it, folks, you need to get out and try the Mike's Hard Blue Freeze. 
by far my favorite alcoholic beverage on the market right now. If you're going to just enjoy a few drinks at a game or it's a Saturday night and you got a Zoom party with some of your friends, take yourself down to the BC Liquor Store which or your local liquor store, wherever you get drinks. Pick up some Mike's Hard Blue Freeze, the best, tastiest drink on the market right now. The pandemic and a slow economy are making it tough on a lot of people to find steady, good-paying work. But one industry is bucking that trend. Construction companies are hiring and need more workers than ever before. Upload your resume to icba.ca and get noticed. With more than 3,000 employers on our ICBA team, our employment network can connect you to businesses crewing up for the 2021 construction season. Trades jobs that pay well, offer excellent benefits, invest in safety training, and give a firm career foundation. Check out icba.ca slash jobs. Alright guys, very pleased to be joined now by Jay Downton, Chris and I's boss at Canucks Army and the CEO, I think I can call you the CEO, right Jay, of uh, Nation Network. Jay, how's it going? Uh, it's going good, Claude. How are you guys? I guess I, you specifically. <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking about it on the podcast, but Chris big-timed us to go talk to Travis Green. Uh, pretty pretty shallow move by him, but uh, it's okay. We'll, I respect uh, it. Well, yeah, exactly. We'll Content forgive first. Him. We'll forgive him this time. He's actually, he's uh, reconciling because last night I asked a question about Jimmy BC to Travis and Travis was not in the mood. And I told Chris, I wasn't going to ask him. And Chris is texting me and he's like, no, ask him a question. Ask him a question. I was like, no, I'm going to ask him tomorrow after practice because he'll be in a better mood. And Chris is like, no, do it. It'll be fine. And then Travis gave me a bit of a shorter answer. And I was like, I told you, Chris. So he's actually on that call because I told him he had to. And he, uh, he <laughs> get a better quote for me because I'm working on a story about it. But anyways, let's talk uh we're very excited about this announcement that nation network is making and we kind of wanted to give you the platform to make it on our podcast since we are affiliated with you guys and we do a lot of work alongside you especially at canucks army yeah for sure and i appreciate you guys sharing your platform so we can kind of uh share the story about what's going on uh yeah exciting time so i guess where do you where do you want me to begin Let's start with what Nation Network is, how it all kind of came to be, and where it's at now, and what this big announcement that we have to make is, because I'm super excited about it, and I think our listeners will be too. Okay, so we'll address the elephant in the room up front, and I have to get this out of the way. I'm from Edmonton. <laughs> I'm an Oilers fan. This company started in 2007 as just one site. That was OilersNation.com. Uh, this all started because it was a passion project. Uh, me and my uh, my co-founder were very passionate about hockey, wanted to do something online, wanted to create something that kind of captured the fan voice or fan conversation um, because kind of how, how everything was kind of, I guess, the, how sports content and hockey content was kind of served to us. That is, we were kind of just told kind of what to, th- what to think and what the story was and it kind of just uh, began and ended with that. There was no community. Uh, so we thought there was a community to build around hockey content. And so being, uh, Edmonton, uh, Edmonton fans, we built it around our home team. So we launched in 2007. So now I sound like a dinosaur. The internet was around then. And, uh, but it was before Twitter, which was crazy. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's just crazy to say Twitter feels like it's been around forever. But anyways, we, we launched the Oilers Nation. We uh, quickly kind of got to work and was able to kind of trick some mainstream media 
people to come along and, uh, and, and, and have them believe that the internet was the future and started lining up some big names and, you know, creating some content and events and, and, and lifestyle around being a fan for that team. And, you know, it, after a few years of launching that site, we kind of started, you know, hitting a tipping point and seeing a, a, a bunch of traffic kind of come out the other end of all this effort. So we kind of looked at ourselves and wondered if there was a business to build off of this. So about two, two and a half years after launching Weathers Nation, we launched Flames Nation, then we launched Connects Army, then we did Leafs Nation and Jets Nation. And then along the way, we did some acquisitions like dailyfaceoff.com, Hockey Fights, Puckpedia, uh, launched Wings Nation. And now today we're a network of, of 15 sites uh, that are uh, wholly owned by us or affiliate partnerships that we brought on under our banner. So this passion project of being diehard Oilers fans has actually turned into quite the little thing. And hopefully after today and what I have to share with you can be a little bit bigger thing uh, as we kind of continue on our journey. Yeah. And I'm, I'm super excited about it. So why don't you tell everybody about the partnership and kind of what the intent is behind this and how it impacts our company? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, the big thing, you know, behind the nation is just building a community and, and creating content to serve that community and the different voices and uh, types of content that a, that a fan community wants to consume. So to do that, we have to work with some very talented people and, uh, and, 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 and continue that and grow those partnerships so we can, you know, address all those content needs that 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 you know us crazy hockey fans need whether it be news of the day or analytics or anything like that so you know we've been doing this since 2007 uh we've built you know a a hilarious frankenstein size of network uh and we've been able to create some attention uh and what's interesting and and we're very proud to announce is, is is a local company here in edmonton local to edmonton a uh an investment company rang our doorbell in October and wanted to find out more. They wanted to find out what it is we're doing as the network, what our mission is. Um, and from that, they wanted to see if, if there was a fit and if they could help. So we kind of walked them through what we think the vision of the nation network is. Uh, and, you know, they've agreed to come on board and help us. So there's a company here called Altitude Investments, uh, and they're making an investment in the nation network to allow us to grow the network. And what that means is, you know, right now we're a bunch of team sites and a bunch of resource sites. Um, We're not doing, you know, full 360 NHL coverage. So now this is our chance to build a, um, an all in NHL site that covers the entire league uh, and, you know, help us hire more content contributors to help, help create all that content that we need to be able to execute on a on a big strategy like that uh and allow us to build you know all the platforms whether it be podcast video social um obviously written and all that stuff uh all under our hub site so our mission with nation network is to actually divert uh, and build a 360 nhl content strategy off of our uh big fantasy resource site dailyfaceoff.com so Daily Faceoff, for those who don't know, is, is, is a very, very busy and powerful fantasy resource tool for you uh, DFS players. So if it's DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, or anything like that, uh, or, you know, you're in your just uh, season-long fantasy drafts with your friends, um, it, it serves and, and, and acts as a tool to support that. 
we feel that that's got a very uh, large audience and we feel that we can build a content strategy off that. And we can also go and uh, attract more audience to that that might not be fantasy consumers and just fans of their team. So the real powerful thing that this is going to allow us to do, and sorry, I'm ranting, I like to rant, <laughs> is, you know, these the team sites are the foundation of what allowed us to kind of get to where we are. Uh, this is where we build, you know, we've built, you know, strong geo targeted, I guess, in terms of fan base communities. So this creates an ecosystem that allows people to come and join the network. And now we can provide a pathway to build a career. So you come to the team sites, uh, you know, we, 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 we learn together, everyone kind of hones their craft. And now it, as opposed to, you know, trying to find the next step, that next step can now live within the network. So daily face-off is, is going to be that network site, that network authority um, for, uh, for, for content. It's going to be a more professional in tone content, not to say that other team sites are, but we like to be silly on some of them and that's okay because that's the, the heartbeat and the fan base. But for someone that wants to come in and, and is aspiring Canadian journalist, sports journalist, you know, we can now provide that opportunity of, 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 of starting, you know, starting with us and then, and then walking you to a full-time position uh, with the success that we can create off of the back of this daily face-off content strategy that we're going to start working on that should be launching for the start of next season. So it's, 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 a, great, it's a great story and something we're really passionate about because it allows us to, to, to build out our team. It allows us to go back and improve our current infrastructure, so our team sites. It allows us to, to bring on more people and hire more people and uh, have more people grow with us. Because when the network started, you know, Tom Drance used to be our network editor. And so Tom came, joined us, you know, was our network editor, then went to go over the plant, uh, Panthers. And now, you know, he's making, uh, making a big deal for himself with the athletic. And that's a great story. But before, we were always losing everyone. <laughs> we, were, we were building everyone up. And then, it, but we, cause we couldn't offer, we couldn't offer the career. We were too small. So this now offers that opportunity to do that. And that's what excites us. Uh, it allows us to kind of build this everlasting, like kind of strong knitted team uh, and allow us, to, allow us to get deeper with a lot of these amazing, talented uh, content creators that we have within the, in the network. So uh, that's, that, I guess I guess that's the announce, announcement. I can keep kind of going on and on about it, but I feel like I'll just be repeating myself. But you can clearly tell I'm super excited about this. Yeah, that makes two of us. As one of those uh, young people who started with Canucks Army and is kind of, like you said, moving into a bit of a more uh, expanded role, I'm, I'm pretty excited for everything that's going on. So aside from hiring young Canadian journalists and being able to really expand, what are we most looking forward to about the partnership moving forward? You know, for, for us, it, it's, it's that support because... Uh, this is this this is a business because we have to generate revenue because we've got you know we've we've got people on the team and we've got expenses about you know uh, you know caring and, and, and managing this this type of infrastructure and for us it's it's tough to it's tough to wear both hats and so for me you know personally I care so much about hockey content building you know building cool brands storytelling 
building new products. Like that's the world I really love and, uh, and, and gets me really, you know, passionate and, and, and the juices going about the nation network. But the, the, the thing when you're building a business is you get sucked into the operation side. So your accounting, your payroll, your AP, you know, all, all this stuff, which is super important to your company. But if it's not, you know, if, if it's, if it's something you're not passionate about or isn't your skill set, can easily get mismanaged. So for us, what this does is two things. This, this allows us and provides us the peace of mind of having a partner come in and manage all of that backend stuff um, and making sure that, you know, payroll is made and everyone's paid and, you know, bills are paid and uh, agreements are intact to protect everyone. Or we have agreements now where we maybe didn't before. And it really kind of tightens down the back end operation. Because the big thing here is, is, is we, we are building a company. So we need to, we need to make sure that we're doing things that, uh, that, 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 that allow us to protect what we're building. Um, and, you know, and, and so because we're quickly becoming as we launch, you know, new properties and do partnerships, you know, like w- with, with you and Connects Convo and bring on more podcasts and build out a podcast network, which, you know, this is what's going to allow us to do is, is sorry, I'm going to circle back. You know, this this partnerships allowing us to you know build out our podcast network. So this is what's allowed us to bring on and attract and sell the dream to the likes of a Jason Greger and a Frank Saravalli to come join forces to create the DFO rundown or to have John Scott to move his podcast into the nation network as the official podcast of hockey fights. This investment allows us to have the, uh, that back end support, but also gives us and allows us to establish some credibility uh, as a brand to start doing, you know, these cooler partnerships and, and with the end goal in mind, all these things help us create more content to a community. And, and all of that, that's what this investment is here to fuel, is to fuel us being able to serve a community and to grow a hockey community. And that is really what gets me like the most excited about is, 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 is that, is we want to build a giant hockey community and we want to do it collaborating with many talented people because this is going to be a Herculean effort, but we're already off to a great start. And this is just going to give us, you know, a, a, a lot more momentum to be able to do so. Once again, ranting. <laughs> Jay, thank you so much for the time. And I think uh, I think our listeners are going to be pretty happy to hear about this because uh, it means more opportunities for Faber and I, which I think everybody listening will be <laughs> excited about. So thanks so much for doing this, Jay. Uh, appreciate the time. Oh, uh, thank you, Quads. And, and once I just want to reiterate, like, this all can't happen without your listeners and out the, without the community that comes and supports the site. So, you know, ultimately from, uh, I guess we're still called the nation network for now, but we might be rebranding. Uh, I just want to say, thank you. Thank you for, you know, uh, just thank you for supporting the brand. Thank you for supporting people like favor and, and, and quads here as they, you know, create a bunch of cool stuff and, and quality content to, to serve your hockey needs. Uh, and, and, you know, thank you guys and the whole Canucks Army team. Like, it's it's phenomenal to see what you've been able to do with the site. Uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, being able to take things a lot further. Thank you for the kind words. All right. Have a good one, man. You too. And a massive thank you to Downtown Jay. We're calling him now. Jay Downton, our boss, CEO of Nation Network, and all of our sponsors for everything that they do for this show. Like, 
the thing is, and Jay took a minute there, Chris, I know you haven't listened to the conversation yet, but Jay took a minute there to just thank everybody that consumes our content, thank everybody that consumes Canucks Army content, because really, none of it's possible without without them. And that's the thing we were kind of talking about, you and I, before we went to break there, is, you know, like, the the audience is there. And the hunger for more sports media content, especially about this team right now, is there. It's the big corporations that are, like, taking away that coverage, right? Like, you know, you don't have to look far. Bell cuts TSN 1040 and the fans revolt, right? And, you know, a lot of those hosts have landed on their feet, which is really good to see. Uh, but, but the thing is, like, it's always there. And when you see, you know, when you see 1040 going down, it's not because they weren't doing a good job. Like, that's, that's not why they went down, right? Like, they had a good listenership. They had a really good audience. They were the number one sports station in the city, and that's that's really tough, man, to to see a company go or yeah, to see an entire station go down like that just because the suits in Toronto decided that it was time, right? And you know, it just it it's tough, but I think you're also going to see us and not us, I mean everybody in the media kind of come out better on the other side of it if that makes sense. Like I think there's going to be more opportunities like a digital company like Nation Network is going to be expanding right now right before our eyes. I think you're going to see more podcast networks, that sort of thing and just, you know, like Sakaris and Price move to podcast, they're going to be just fine, right? Like, we know that. You and me, we're on the podcast. We're hoping we're going to be just fine. But, you know, like, it, it's all thanks to the listener, and it's thanks to the reader and everybody who consumes our content. So just wanted to say thank you to those people as well, and obviously all the sponsors of the show who make this possible. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that's the toughest thing about not being with a major corporation, but it's also the best thing is, you know, being able to to go out there and present your product is something that can help them. And we've been lucky with folks like Zephyr and Parallel being with us for a long time, built a relationship with these people. And, you know, I, I love working with these folks. I think that we've gone through some, some good, good stuff with sponsors, some bad stuff with sponsors, but through everything, it's been great. And the, the common denominator here has been that we've had listeners and great listeners the whole time that interact with us on Twitter or, or anything, you know, on our Patreon, everywhere. I mean, without the listeners and the readers, we wouldn't be able to do this stuff and well i mean it's not like we we make a lot of money doing this anyways we we really don't like i think i still think my my main source of income this year has been student loans like it's not like the show's making me making me more money than anything and student loans aren't huge so um you know it, it's it's been great and we appreciate the support as always our numbers are still looking great every single week it feels like we're gaining you know a handful there a dozen there just you know every time we have harm on the show we seem to gain like 200 followers i don't know how harm doesn't have a podcast yet uh, but when when he has to fill in for me as the co-hosting job uh, in a couple of weeks, it sounds like uh, you guys will do good numbers without me. But I've seen some other names floated out to you. I've seen Farhan might be interested as well, Quads. Yeah, you know what? Okay, and here's the thing. Last night at the game, I was sitting with Harmon and Farhan, and I didn't bring it up to either of them because I, I'm oh, waiting. Oh, you should have made him. No, you got to make him present the case. Be like, listen, <laughs> fellas, I need, I need to have a talk with both you guys. You sit him down six feet apart. And you say, give me your best spiel about why you should co-host episode 152 of the Canucks Conversation. Yeah, that, that's a great idea. Make them pitch to me. Here, we're not going to pay you. You're going to have to give me your time and we're going to have to do this. But you tell exactly. me why you deserve to come on the show. I don't think I don't think that'd be very successful with two industry pros well, like Farhan and Harmon. I don't know. I saw you wearing the suit yesterday to the game in the mirror selfie that you posted. Like, you know, people... 
people like to like to come on a show with a guy who likes to dress up a little bit. Quads, you went there, you were looking professional, uh, you know, rocking the suit. Good for you. I think I might have to do that pretty soon because I just got mine uh, just like last weekend. So I got to rock the suit here pretty soon. But uh, yeah, I think that was your time to pounce. You had both of them right in the palm of your hands, it felt like. I did. It's okay. I I'm still leaning toward Harmon, man. I I've seen some uh, some interesting suggestions. Somebody DM me and said that I should get Bexa on. So let me just you know make a couple calls and yeah, I'll just co-host a show with Kevin Bexa. I think that's something that's very doable. I'm joking. That's that's I probably got Bexa's not number. I could text Do you. Re- oh, cause six fifty guy, big big company man. Okay, okay. Well, I I feel like I'm not allowed to use these guys' phone numbers for the pod, and I probably yeah. wouldn't just text Bexa. So I don't know. We'll wait till uh, we'll wait and see what happens. <laughs> but maybe yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Bexa. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to get fired right now from six fifty. Things are going good, man. Things are going good. Club Fridays is taken off at six fifty with it. the program. I don't know if yep. the guys love it as much. Like, they liked it in the first week. I don't know if they're still fans of it because I've been digging into some hard EDM, you know, bringing back uh, my Pemberton Music Festival 2016 uh, roots a little bit, you know, dropping the hard bass and stuff. And, and I don't know. They, they liked it at first. Now it might be a little bit too much for them. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. What were we even going to talk about? Like, I'm totally off topic well, now. Uh, yeah, no worries. I, I tend to do that. Um, the exciting thing that we saw from the Canucks put out today, and you've probably seen it all over your Twitter because you oh, know, Thomas yes. Durant has yes. shared it, Jeff Patterson has shared it, uh, the VanCast account has definitely shared it, and we're talking about it. the Botchford Project. Uh, Quads, you were the first recipient of it. I believe I was the sixth or the seventh. Um, and it's just a great opportunity for people. I know that this year is going to be very different. Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to go down the locker room because man that was a huge thing for me and and moving into this career that was a huge kind of icebreaker for me it really helped uh going into training camp that year kind of just like made everything a little bit easier going into the room for the second time so uh it's definitely a thing that uh that people are going to miss this year but man i think they're going to put together a hell of a product and you get an opportunity to write not only for the vancouver canucks website but for the nhl website that's a great thing to have and and to honor botchford's legacy with this project and keep it going i think uh you know Full full applause to the Canucks and, and the guys that are going to be involved with it with Thomas Drantz and Jeff, Jeff Patterson and you know likely Ryan Beach. Let's just hope that he's not editing the article, but he'll probably be involved with it as he was last year with you and I as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, the one thing I wanted to say on that is it, it's a really like, you know, obviously I'm, I'm not saying that Oh, if you do this, you're gonna end up where Chris and I are. And we're in the we're in the press box most nights now, but that's not what I'm trying to say. What I am trying to say is. Chris and I had some nice momentum before that, and then the Botchford Project was almost like that thing in Mario Kart where you get the speed burst, you know? Like, that's what it felt like for me, at least, was, you know, all of a sudden I was meeting all these people in the media who are now looking out for me, and now I, I call more than a few of them friends of mine, and, you know, that was that that was lucky, for sure, uh, to, to have that opportunity. I was, I was really, really lucky to get that opportunity, um, and again, all the thanks goes to Kat Botchford, who makes the selections, um, but yeah, the, the one thing I wanted to say is, you have everything to gain and really nothing to lose just by putting in an application. And the thing is, even if you're not like, you know, Cody Sievertson, he'll be okay with me saying this. Like he's a 27 year old guy who works at, actually, I shouldn't say where he works, but he works at, he works at a company that has nothing to do with sports journalism. Um, he's just a dude and you know, he does great works with Comets Harvest and it's a side thing for him, but he got selected and he made some really good connections. And that's that's really important in this business right is just making connections and 
being able to do that and having these people looking out for you, because that's the thing, like, make no mistake about it, when you go to the Botchford Project Night, like, it's a little different if you were just, you know, say, say, person listening to this just got hired by, oh, gee, I don't know, like, some, some random company, whatever, somehow you end up in the press box, wherever you're working, you know, people aren't actively trying to look out for you and make your job easier or make your job, make you do your job better. Right. But yeah. in the Botcher project, that's what it's all about. Like people want to mentor you. People want to help you. People want you to have an experience that you, one, you'll never forget. And two, that you learn lifelong lessons from. So when I take all that into account, I, 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 I kind of think back and just say like, you know, if you are doing an application and you're not sure about it, like you can send it to me. I I, I don't want to offer favor services. I'll let him decide that. But you know, like I've, I've already looked at four applications from people when I put out my tweet this morning saying, you know, send me, send me, if you have any questions, whatever it is, go ahead, DM me. Like I, I know a bit about the selection process. I, 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 I was the first one selected and I think I, I know what works and what doesn't. So if you have any questions, like my DMs are open, I'm, I'm answering people as fast as I can. Uh, sometimes I get a little busy, but you know, Canucks have a nice break coming up. I'm sure I'll be able to get to everybody's DMs. So go ahead, send me a DM. If you're on the fence about it, if you have any questions about it, you know, I, I again, I'm not going to offer other people's DMs, but again, the guys behind this, like Drance, uh, P, uh, I was going to say PJ, PJ helps, but J Pat, you know, like you feel free to reach out to those guys. Um, you know, they'll, they'll answer any questions that you have and myself included, definitely uh, feel free to reach out. So that's all I want to say about the Botford project. It's a great initiative. One that helped you and I out massively, Chris. And, uh, yeah, one, one I'm happy to support. Yeah. And I think one thing I'll just add to that, you know, obviously, you know, DM quads about it, DM me about it, whatever you want. Uh, if, if it's editing, ask quads, don't ask me for that. Uh, but if it's not only just people who are bloggers, I think that it was kind of great to hear Jeff talk about it on the Vancast that are, uh, that, you know, it doesn't have to just be bloggers. It's not just going to be people who are students. Like if you're a podcaster, go ahead and apply for this too. You know, like go ahead and apply for it. If you're just able to put an article together, just have a good idea, have something that's going to work and just do something different. I think that was the biggest thing that even, you know, you took away from your conversations with Kat Botchford uh, was just try and do something different, try and do something off the board, something that is, is kind of just you, right? Like that's the type of article that you're going to write if you're given this opportunity and people that are going to get this opportunity. I, I hope that they're listeners of this show seize the hell out of it. Like seize the hell out of this opportunity, ask as many questions as possible and just try and better yourself. If this is something that you want to be a little bit serious about moving forward, whether it's just going to be part-time blogging on the side or just having a podcast that you do once a week, like, you know, try and take this as serious as possible and make sure to ask a million questions because it was, it was one of the nights where I learned the most about this industry and what we're getting into here with sports media. So, um, one of the, still one of the best nights of my life, uh, covering hockey and sitting in that chair, was something that I guess they won't get this year, but man, uh, I hope that they keep this thing going into the regular regular world of hockey when we're back to having people in the stands and being in the press box. I think it's going to be a great experience this year, and, and I'm super excited to see who's selected for it, um, but I hope that this is something that they keep going into the future as well, because getting to sit in that seat 65 uh, was a pretty incredible moment for myself, and uh, yeah, I just I wish... Best of luck to anyone, and if you need any help, DM quads or DM me, because I know I've got a couple DMs as well already this morning, and it's like, I already DM quads about blah, 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 but I want uh, want your second opinion on this, so uh, I'm glad they're going to you first. Hmm. I, it's a nice change of pace. You're the one that you're, you're like our secretary, you know, you get all the questions. Like people always DM you before they DM me, so it's a, it's a nice change of pace, but yeah, feel free to DM me, guys. I, I have... 
a good amount of knowledge when it comes to this sort of thing. So go ahead and reach <laughs> out. I my, Again, DMs are open at Quadrelli on Twitter. I'm sure you're already following me. You should be. Uh, but yeah, feel free to reach out. Yeah. Do it. Just do it. Like, you, you have nothing to lose, everything to gain. So even if you don't get selected, they're only selecting three. They selected 10 last year. Even if you don't get selected, at least you tried, and at least someone saw that application, right? And, you know, that's that's a big part of it. So, yeah, feel free to reach out. Chris, let's jump on to the next subject, which I've completely forgotten. I, I, dude, when we started talking at Man. the start of the second half of the show, something rattled me. I don't remember what it was, but I've completely forgotten what we said we were going to talk about. So you're hosting the rest of this show, by the way. Yeah, deal. Take it away from me. I think it's Downtown Jay. Ever since I said that, you've been really off. Yeah, maybe, maybe, because it, it's it's so good, and I want to, like, text him right now and be like, hey, does anybody call you this? Because Faber and I just did, like, eight times on our show. <laughs> All right, next thing we're going to do, prospects report. Um, to report on Vasily Podkolzin, uh, he's currently up 2-1 in his series against Dynamo in the second round of the KHL playoffs. It's just, we're at the point right now where it's going to be, it's such a tight deadline to actually get Vasily Podkolzin over to North America playing games that you're starting to believe that it might just be better for him to stay in Russia and, you know, come into camp next year with the ELC and just do that three years on cheap value for the Canucks in the top nine. That's kind of the mood that I'm at with Vasily Podkolzin right now. I'd love to see him in the blue and green. I just don't think it's going to be able to happen with Jim Benning negotiating after the contract uh, expires on the which is going to expire on the 30th, but they can get him once Ska is eliminated from the playoffs, but they're doing okay right now. Like Dynamo beat Ska four games in the regular season, all their regular season matchups, Dynamo won, uh, but Ska is leading 2-1 in the series right now. Next game will be on Wednesday morning, uh, and we'll keep you updated with that. I believe that's a 7 a.m. start. And the other one, since we're talking about Dynamo anyways, let's talk about their MHL team. Dmitry Zlodiev back in action. He's wearing the A in the MHL playoffs right now as they're playing Ska's, um, I guess, MHL version of their team. It's called Ska Army something. I think they have like three MHL teams, so it's kind of hard to understand. Anyways, they're playing against each other right now. Zlodiev's back in action. He got a primary assist today uh, playing with his hometown buddy Bogdan Triniev. Uh, so good for Zlodiev to get back in the action because last time I talked to him, he said it sounded like his season was done. He wasn't able to work out or do anything. But he's wearing a full face mask right now after breaking a bone in his around his eye. Uh, but he's looking good. He's back in action, winning a ton of face-offs, and, and he looks fresh out on the ice. So it's been fun to watch him. I paid attention to him as we were in class this morning. Uh, man, I can, can't wait for that second monitor to get here so I can actually do both <laughs> at the same time because I have been slacking in the classes lately. Uh, and then, yeah, that's all I really have for a prospects report. There have been some rumors that, um, I, like, I, I read this in an athletic article talking about it, that Aiden McDonough is having conversations with the Vancouver Canucks. I don't think those are going to lead anywhere. I'm, I'm pretty damn certain from our conversations that Aiden McDonough is not going to sign with the Canucks or the Utica Comets this year. I believe he's going back for that junior year. Uh, this season didn't really finish the way that he wanted, and there's a lot to gain in his development if he returns for his junior year. And not to mention him showing up in his junior year on a team that's full of sophomore and freshmen this past season. That's going to be a really good team for Northeastern next year. Not to mention, uh, oh, his name's blanking me. Do you remember Canada's world junior goalie this year? Oh, it's no. totally blanking me. D Anyways. D uh, Levi. Levi. Yes. Devin, Devin Levi. Levi. Thank you. He is the goaltender for Northeastern. He'll likely be back next year as well. So that, that's going to be a really good team to watch next year. I think McDonough's back. 
And we'll see what happens because I think I think the captain's back as well. I don't think he's aging out, but I believe Aiden McDonough should get himself an A if he's rolling into next season as a junior, as a guy who just you know dominated in a lot of his seasons. So I don't think he's going to sign, even though I've seen a little bit of rumors out there that they're having conversations. Uh, I don't see it happening. I believe he's going to be back for his junior year, and that's going to be a fun year to watch. Uh, I think he's going to light it up in his junior season. So that's all I really got for the prospects report. Like. Uh, you know, not a lot of other prospects are really playing around the world. Uh, so it's we're kind of down to like the final three that I like to actually pay attention to. Uh, Victor Parison, haven't seen him play in a while. So just kind of keeping an eye on things overseas. Actually getting to sleep in. It's been kind of nice. Interesting. Good stuff, man. Uh, I think we'll skip the betting segment. Our friends at Odd Shark, lots of good content there. You can go check it out. Look at all the betting trends. We talked about them earlier, actually. So I think we'll skip the segment this week. You're going to be talking to Ian from Odd Shark, our friend, uh, who likes to do some appearances on this show. He'll be coming on uh, pretty shortly here. I think he'll be on the next episode. So with that, for Chris Faber, no, my no, name no. is David Quadrelli. Oh. What? You're, well, first of all, you're not hosting anymore, so... Oh, yeah, you are. And, I did throw the baton to you. Okay, go ahead. What Don't do you have try to say? and close out the show. Uh, so people might have noticed last week and this week, uh, and even on Canucks Army as well, uh, Corey Hergott's decided to step away from ah, a little yes. bit. Um, so we're not going to be doing our weekly Ride in the Bus segment with Corey anymore. I'm not sure if he's going to contribute to the show in the future because it seems like he's enjoying a lot of time with his family, which is great. You know, seeing pictures of him, uh, you know, being a grandpa with his grandson, uh, it's just an awesome, awesome thing to see. I know he's got a lot of other busy things going on as well. So it looks like he's stepping away from comments coverage for a little bit, which is unfortunate. We we love to see Corey's comments about the comments. I love doing the show with him every single week and, and chatting comments with him. Uh, miss him on the Zoom calls. And speaking of the comments, another COVID cancellation for them on this Wednesday game. They haven't played a game in almost two weeks now. Um, but Corey's going to be stepping away. Uh, I'm not sure how long or you know if he's ever going to be coming back, but uh, we are going to miss him here on the show, on spe- specifically on these Tuesdays. Riding the Bus has been, uh, I guess, the only segment that this show's kind of ever had, aside from the betting segment and, uh, and Prospects Report, which really isn't even a segment. But the first segment we ever added to the show was Riding the Bus. It was something that we did regularly with Corey, so we're going to miss him on the show. Uh, uh, but I'm sure he'll be around Twitter. I still see him tweeting about Comet stuff. So, uh, yeah, we're going to miss him. That's for sure. So, for David Quadrelli, my name is Chris Faber. And thank you very much for tuning into another episode of The Canucks Conversation. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.